here with Dr. Ty Gluckman, Medical Director of the Center for Cardiovascular Analytics Research and Data Science at the Providence St. Joseph Health in Portland, Oregon. Dr. Gluckman, you recently spoke about real-world evidence trials related to NOACs. Can you tell us what are some important tips you would like to share with our viewers about real-world data and real-world evidence? So it's a great question, and I think to start, it's just a little bit of a background about real-world data and what is real-world evidence would be helpful. The real-world data that we have is associated with patient health directly, and it's obtained from sources that occur outside the research environment. It's often used for a lot of us in clinical decision-making, and real-world evidence is essentially the ability to gather and analyze real-world data. And I would say the amazing thing in this day and age is that we're able to collect structured data from a number of settings unlike ever before. This may come from your electronic health record, prescription records, health apps, disease registries, remote monitoring, and surveys, just to name a few. And so I think it's important for our viewers to understand that increasingly we're collecting real-world data and leveraging that into real-world evidence that can be applied in their own clinical practice is going to increasingly happen going forward. Thank you. And what are some take-home points on NOAC therapy and the role that real-world evidence can play in expanding and defining this role? So NOACs, or the novel oral anticoagulants, sometimes referred to as direct-acting oral anticoagulants, represent a major advance particularly in atrial fibrillation care. There's been data suggesting that these therapies are superior both from an efficacy and safety standpoint compared to vitamin K antagonists like warfarin. And yet, as many as 50% of people with atrial fibrillation don't receive any oral anticoagulant therapy. The one thing that real-world evidence has been particularly helpful in the NOAC space is that as is true with any randomized controlled trial, there is a defined cohort of patients, and it may not be representative of the real world setting. There may be less women. There may be certain race and ethnicities that are underrepresented in those populations. And so the ability to look at large data sets to see how NOACs are utilized in the real world and whether they may be more broadly applied in patients that we treat every day who are underrepresented in the randomized controlled trials is of particular help what's uh, overall. I would also say that there are certain populations that are underrepresented in these trials. People of advanced age, people with renal insufficiency, people with extremes of body weight. These individuals are often excluded from our randomized trials, and this is where real-world evidence can be particularly helpful. And what additional resources do you recommend to our audience who are searching for more information on this topic? It's a great question, and there have been a number of reviews written and published on this topic. There was one in the New England Journal of Medicine in 2016 that gave a broad perspective about what is real-world evidence and how can it be used or what can it tell us. It's a little bit more cumbersome to go through, but I would say that the FDA has defined a very clear strategic plan about how to apply real-world data and real-world evidence as it relates to approval or expanded indications. And so that's just a couple of resources that may be helpful in allowing our listeners to understand how this may be used in practical settings. 
Great. Thank you so much for your time.